You're listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Amy, how are you this afternoon or this morning? How are you? It's great to see you. Great to see you as well and happy to be here. I am so happy you agreed to be on the show because I am, number one, a super fan of yours. Ever since we met back in October at Auto Tech Detroit, you did a phenomenal presentation all about the EV paradigm shift and First of all, your slides were amazing. Like, I just have to give you kudos there. And I just loved everything you had to say in the message. So I know I was like, oh, we need to have Amy on the podcast. So before I get a little bit too over the top fangirling about Amy, <laughs> um, Amy would love for you to talk about Whytricity, Whytricity's mission, and what are the problems that you're solving for the EV owner? Because there are many. Yes. So Whytricity is all about accelerating EV adoption by getting rid of the hassle of charging. So a lot of times I start that and the first thing somebody will say was, well, okay, but how hard is it really to plug in your car? And I usually come back with, well, I don't know. How often do you still get up and cross your living room to change the channel on the TV? Or how often do you have to step around your kids leaning up against the wall in the kitchen talking on the only phone that's in the house, right? Everything that can go wireless does. And wireless charging for EVs just makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And speaking of which, you have a phenomenal background, a Zoom background, where you can see the at-home wireless charging, Whytricity mechanism. It is amazing. And if you're listening or you're listening to this while you're driving, you will have to just like take a look at it on the website. But it is really cool. Walk me through a little bit, Amy, of the technology, how it's connected. I am not a very technical engineering type person. So you need to like just make it very, very simple so we sure. can, you know, all kind of understand. So there's three key elements to the wireless charging system for EVs. One is a receiver a receiving coil that goes in the vehicle itself. In the future, that'll be installed by OEMs as the cars are rolling off the factory. Today, we can do it via upgrades. So we're able to upgrade existing electric vehicles to be able to have that receiver. Then there is the charging pad, which goes either on or in the ground that you would just park over. And then you don't need to do anything, you're charging because there is a magnetic resonance connection set up between those two coils. They don't interfere with anything around them. It's perfectly safe for pacemakers, no problems whatsoever, invisible to rain, snow, whatever. So it's able to charge in all weather, in all situations. And the last of the three pieces is what you see behind me is the wall box. And that's where the power electronics sit that takes the energy from the grid and converts it into DC energy that ultimately goes into your battery. 
Yeah, it's really fascinating technology. And can you talk a little bit more about what the use case would be for communities or municipalities? I know that, you know, we're we're talking about the at home, I have my vehicle, I am charging it in the garage, which by the way is absolutely genius. And yes, I would be one of those people to forget to charge my <laughs> EV because I've done it where I've forgotten to charge it overnight. Talk to me a little bit more about what Whitricity is doing for municipalities for more of this like public charging infrastructure. Sure. So there's a lot of places where public charging today has challenges. The cords and cables in traditional chargers have a lot of things in them that make them vulnerable to vandalism and theft. They also endure a lot of drop damage. People tend to drive over them. People drive into them. And so what we're able to do with wireless charging is the charging pad can be in the ground. So there's nothing for a snowplow to destroy or for somebody to be able to access to steel. And then the power electronics can literally be hidden. You can imagine that there is a bunch of planters. Power electronics could be in the planters or they could be in you know, a substation looking kind of a container away from where the snowplows go. So we come up with a solution that makes a lot of sense in urban environments for street side parking, uh, municipal parking, and it also can then be free of visual pollution. So a lot of places aren't particularly keen. They've got a beautiful picturesque downtown and they don't want to clutter it up with a bunch of charging stanchions. So we offer a great solution to encourage that. It's also true that people don't tend to plug in if they're only going to be parked for less than an hour, unless they're super low on charge. And so that means that they tend to drop their battery a lot lower before they plug in. When there's wireless charging and all you have to do is park, people will be able to take power snacks everywhere they go. And as long as the car is parked, it's getting a little snack and you end up with virtually limitless range. That's amazing. And I love the phrase that you used, power snack. I feel like that is just me when I'm really hungry and I want a lot of snacks. But yeah, I <laughs> another question just kind of came to me as you're talking about the ability of that charging infrastructure in the municipalities. I'm sure you get this question a whole lot. Does climate affect where you're able to install these chargers publicly? So walk me through that. I'm sure that's a very common misconception you probably it, it have. It is to a common. The connection between the receiver and the ground pad doesn't care if there's snow on it. It doesn't care if there's ice on it or water on it. It is just as effective and as efficient as it would be in a balmy, sunny day. So we actually become a great solution for public spaces in the Northeast of the US that gets a lot of snow, but we're also fine in warm weather places as well. So climate is not an issue. Probably the single biggest misconception we get about wireless charging is that it must be inefficient because people constantly think, oh, okay, I get it. It's kind of like when I charge my phone, but it takes longer to charge my phone if I'm just using wireless than if I plug it in. That is not the case with our wireless charging. It uses a little bit of a different technology and it is just as efficient in our passenger vehicle solution is just as efficient as a level two plug. 
tell me a little bit more about the consumer. And I imagine you get a lot of consumer questions. And so what do you want the consumer who is considering putting in wireless charging with Wytricity into their garage? What do you want them to know most about wireless charging? First is that it's efficient. The second is that it is very safe. So in fact, safer than a plug because there's nothing to spark or arc. All you would need to have is a standard like dryer outlet. And if you have that in your garage or you can have one installed, um, you can install wireless charging. So it's very similar in that way to putting in a level two plug in your garage. If you have a level two plug today, you've got all you need to put in wireless charging. That's amazing. And I think also, too, as people are considering, should I do this or should I stick to the just the old plug in the wall? What are some things that, you know, maybe a consumer or a customer who was on the fence about doing this? Like, what was their transformation from, hey, I didn't use wireless charging at all to now they're like a wireless charging super fan. What was that transformation? And are there any stories around that that you've maybe heard from some of your customers? Yeah, I talked to actually a journalist in um, the automotive space. And when I first was talking to him about wireless charging, his was like, "Eh, you know, it's not that big a deal to plug in. And he called me back about 20 minutes later to say his wife had just come home. And he said, did you plug in the car? And she said, no, I didn't, because when you are the last one to have plugged in the car, you plug it all the way back in the charger, and it's a hassle for me to get all the way unplugged and then plug it in. When I'm the last one to do it, I lay it across the top of the charger so it's easier for the next person. And so he said to me, you've made me a convert. Now I get it, right? I didn't know that my behavior and how I was handling the charger was like leaving socks in the laundry room or something. You know, this is the basis of marital strife, but not having something to trip over, not worrying about your daughter forgetting to plug it in when she took the car out for a night. There's just a lot of ways that it improves that overall ownership experience. A million percent. And I think, Amy, you are solving or settling some very important domestic disputes (laughs) because there are a lot of times where my husband and I were making sure, oh, we have the we don't have a garage. Right. So we have to plug in like outside. Oh, it's going to rain. What's the forecast tomorrow? Like bring the charger and it's going to get wet. Like (laughs) there's like all these things. And then it's like, did you bring this again? You're like almost like a Judge Judy over here. Like (laughs) it's like solving all the EV charging complaints. But no, I love it. So for the folks that haven't met you in person, where are you going to be, Amy, in 2023? Any events that you and Watricity will be attending coming up? Just kind of give me a rundown for 2023. So we will be at CES. Got a lot of people on the ground there. We will be at the uh, North American Auto Show in Detroit in September. We're in a bunch of smaller uh, meetings across Europe throughout the spring. So if you see a meeting that has the words EV in it, we're likely to be there. And we'll be back in Detroit in the fall as well at a host of different meetings and are really looking forward to getting to see people again in person as that now is becoming more and more of what we do again. 
I love it. Yeah. And it was so, so great to meet you in person back in October, AB. That's how all this magic started. And as soon as, you know, we can get our wireless charging, I will be calling you up and we will, well, as soon as we get a garage, I feel like that's the first step. <laughs> I feel like we need a garage before we can go and do the wireless charging aspect. But Amy, thank you so much. If people want to reach out to you directly, is there a place where they can do so? LinkedIn? How would you like folks to contact you? LinkedIn is great. I am amy.barsdukas at ytricity.com. And I'm also on Twitter at Amy Barsdukas. Highly encourage everyone out there to go and connect with Amy. Amy, you are a joy, a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on this episode. And I'm excited to just see what Ytricity does next. You guys are just in such an exciting space. So thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. That's EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, Keep charging forward.